da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Welcome back in, Mam Fam. Mad About Movies podcast here. For another week of movie talk, movie of the week time, we've got movie news, rumors, rumblings mm. at you this week as well. So check that out. Lots to talk about in that department mm. and uh, pack full of fun times as, as so many movie news ways. episodes always are. Always good times. But uh, Brian and I, last week, uh, we dove what? into, uh, I know, Richard. Yeah, we cut Please. you out, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> you weren't invited. Yeah. Lawyers Check your spam. Check your yeah. spam folder. <laughs> oh, wait. Um, Freaking uh, hotmail. That's what you get. The, um, uh, Brian and I, we, uh, we dove into the, uh, the Netflix um, mm. movies. And, uh, and we talked about a movie that, that we, we felt like, you know, fell on the other side of the camp when we usually talk about Netflix on the quote unquote dumped on Netflix Movies. Well, we're back, guys. Back with the dumped on Netflix. We're back with the. Uh, you know, we rewind a year ago, guys. I think we were talking Theodore Rex. Exactly, three hundred sixty-five. Oh lord! Days your ago. mouth of God's ears. Yeah, we were. It was so we have improved on things. We are back at. Boy, it was was the lowest one. point of the pandemic for me. I think that yeah. was just like, what are we doing with our lives? We gotta. Yeah, that, that's that rough, was uh, that's that rough. was tough. And then we uh, we're back. We're better. We're better people. I think because of that mm. experience. At least I am, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, welcome in. Uh, we're going to be talking Woman in the Window. We'll dive into all that stuff. But uh, Richard is back in the fold, and uh, Brian is here as well. My contract dispute is over. My mm-hmm. agent got me a great deal. And yeah. I'm back. I'm so back. Great compared to what you had, but not great. I mean, right. Yeah, now yeah. I'm still getting screwed. Yeah, but it's I, still like now it's I, less than minimum wage. But you know, you got to make, make strides in life. Well, now I don't have to pay <laughs> per episode. I was right. having to pay every appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really tough on our budget, frankly. But your your lawyer's a he's a he's a tough one. So I yeah, I but it was thirty grand. <laughs> yeah. Worth it so, in the long run, though. Worth it in the long run, and free catering as well. As was, long as I do Jim this podcast, Nance's lawyer did a great job for you. So. He did. Jim Nance's lawyer is the best, and I as long as I do this podcast, nineteen and a half more years, it'll mm-hmm. break even. Yeah, it's like a mortgage. You got it. Speaking of pay for the episode, um, shout out to all our, v- our VIPs um, who are watching us on video, by the way. Um, you get video episodes with your uh, your sub. You can I'm watch giving them like your, a good show right now with like cool. Mm-hmm. Watch us on your Roku or, uh, well, by the way, uh, side note, I wanted to, I wanted to, to tease uh, what we've got, what we've got coming up in the VIP sure. uh, this week first uh, before we, we dive in. First of all, uh, there's a new new feature that's going to be rolling out on Apple um, for bonus bonus content. So uh, be on the lookout on your podcast app if you if you listen to us on the Apple app. We might be throwing some bonus bonus content, so maybe some hmm. episodes yeah. from the past up there that uh, maybe we'll throw Snyder Cut up there. Uh, so what you do there, I think you you subscribe, and I think it's a dollar. It charges like your your Apple ID or whatever a dollar, and it gives you access to all those. Um, Bonus, bonus. So it's like, uh, it's kind of like the VIP, but if you don't want to dive into that, um, if you just want a few episodes here and there, you see one on there that pop, pops up that you like, maybe check that out. And we might be uh, throwing some some random uh, content at that here over the next 
month or year. So um, that's exciting news. It'll be it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Good to get some bonus bonus uh, content in your ears. Also, want to uh, tease our Knight's Tale episode. I'm going to talk a Knight's Tale. Yeah. That's been kind of viral oh, on the uh, internet. A lot of conspiracy theories mm. happening about that. And not really an anniversary one, but a, certainly a throwback we've been meaning to do. Yeah. Yeah, 20 Absolutely. years of that of that movie, man. It's crazy. That's crazy. That's yeah. maybe, yeah, it's one of a few movies we've done that, like, I feel old. Yeah, you feel really I good remember good. very yeah. distinctly when that came out. And that was 20 sure. years ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. As Owen Wilson would say. Well, we will get into that this week on the VIP, and also we've got Thor talk coming up, Office Mm, Season 4, we've got AMAs next week, we're going to probably hit American Treasures in the main feed next week as well, so it's a packed What a time to be alive. What a time. And um and we're and we got movies coming back too. Cranking along into the movie season. Yeah, Yeah. cranking along. Movies are are happening, boys. We'll see. Yeah, that's true. You could change (laughs) it any minute. It's the way this thing works. It's Absolutely. No, I'm excited for movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of movies, mm. let's get to our movie of See, the week, fellas. There's a just teed you up, there dude. We go. Gabrielle Reese, right there. Uh, mm. Movie of the week this week comes to us again via the Netflix. Uh, guys, mm. this one was supposed to come at us in 2020. I think I it was actually 2019. 2019, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I remember the theater talking about this one coming out in the theaters and uh, the trailers or whatever. Uh, we talked about that, but um, but it's here and it came and it went. For sure. But this one, I will admit, people were talking about this one. Yeah. You know, before I true. say that this one was a complete dud, this one was mm-hmm. trending on Twitter for whatever reason. You know, right. I think it was the movie of the weekend. People wanted to, were watching on Netflix. And, and a lot of people that read think, the book, too. Yeah. And then 25 stars attached, like the typical Netflix fare, uh, doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't hurt either. And so, uh, and so he, he, here we are with, uh, with woman in the window, Brian, uh, Richard, you guys are the, are the book readers so, of, of either of us. What were you familiar with the book? I, I tend to stay away from any book. That's the blank and the blank or mm-hmm. the girl yeah. in the train, mm-hmm. the girl yeah. in the window, the dragon tattoo of the lady, you know, <laughs> all that, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is an auto auto turn off as something cliche to me. So I don't, I don't sure. know if this was something worth checking out or not, but. Brian's got a lot of flesh. He's got a strobe strobe situation yeah. going on. Brian's oh, is that what's happening? Sorry, whatever whatever <laughs> ad was just on the on the TV was giving me a stroke. Um, that's yeah, good. that's what you want. I was aware of this book. I did not read this book. This is not my uh, sort of general um, oeuvre, but it it was a. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I was aware of it. My wife read it. She you know it's murdery. There's a woman involved. There's a mm-hmm. window involved. These are all right. sort of. Uh, three, three check marks. for mm-hmm. yeah right. for for those of you that know Sarah Barton SEO uh, books for Sarah is yeah is this is this is right in her wheelhouse years ago so she's been waiting for this for a long time so I was very aware of the book but I have not read the book I got it got a thumbs up from Sarah again murder window women <laughs> um was it British so it got a demerit there mm, yeah British what are you director do? though so that helps British right? director yeah Joe yeah Joe Wright. Um, so yeah, um, and, and, and all that. So this has been sort of, ex- you know, as you guys know, my wife is not getting, it's not a big cinephile, um, more of a TV person, but this has been circled for, for months in our, on our calendar, especially when I got the, uh, Netflix release. So very aware of it, very excited for it in my house. What about you, Brian? Didn't read the book. I'm with you, Kent. I, I kind of have a, I think Girl on the Train was the last uh, 
one of these books that I read and I was just like, these mm-hmm. all feel like they're trying to be Gone Girl and I've, I've, I've had enough. Yeah. So Gone Girl's perfect. Yeah. So I, I don't, I haven't read this one and, uh, but it, it was, it was very buzzy, very buzzy. We even, we even pulled our VIPs cause it was getting poor reviews by the time we were getting around to like, we're going to watch the, decide what we're watching and do a review of it. And then we offered some other chances and, and, uh, there were enough people saying, I'm going to watch this, so I might as well have y'all review it. Uh, so it's what you're getting. It's what you're getting with us, this one. But no, I've not not read the book, not not super familiar. I know a couple of the VIPs in our Discord said that they read it, and it was it was better than this movie, at least. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's an endorsement if uh, if you're if you're looking for such a thing. Yeah, I was not familiar with this book at all. Um, to be quite honest, I don't follow the uh, fiction side of uh, the the book industry quite quite as much as like other know, than non-fiction. other than the overtly erotic mm-hmm. yeah the 50 shades of gray trilogy when that wrapped i was out that was you, when you peak You're you like, peak yeah kent so was speak. like fiction is over yeah, to as me. it were fiction is you dead know? it goes from from what? you know beowulf all the way through <laughs> this and now it is completed and i'm done it, and it, not it, to mention it, yeah, completed. It, it, yeah it completed so to speak yeah yeah reach the climax so to speak as it were um, well, in a manner of speaking, I, I, I absolutely, um, you know, I'm into these kinds of movies though, you know, not that yeah. I'm not into these, those books. I just, I just, um, I, I'd rather read, you know, biographies or, or whatever sure. tell alls that are out there, oral histories. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one really intrigued me from, I guess the, the trailer or whatever it is, you know, a plot synopsis. Um, and I'm a sucker for these kinds of movies. I will say um, it's been done so well though in the past. So, you know, mm. I don't know why this was right. This was such a thing that's like, we got to make this into a movie because I mean, you know, we talked about I it in our, in our discord like and six months later, this is a TV show for sure. Mm. It should have been a TV show. It probably would have been a better, a Isn't better, that weird uh, pretty that little we, eye situation uh, than a. Uh, I want, yeah, right. Don't we talk? I mean, this is an interesting thing to talk about as we get into general notes. But isn't it interesting that the the great we would you know it's it's a weird thing to think about. Whereas if this was four hours longer, which sounds terrible as we get into the movie, <laughs> we might like it more because of the context created by other mm-hmm. sort of prestige murdery shows. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's a really weird place we're in right now where this is two hours mm-hmm. and I'm not going to lie to you guys. We can get it. I did not care for this as a film because mm-hmm. I'm looking at it through the construct of a film. But if you had made it longer and stretched it out and made it a few twists and turns in there, mm-hmm. I might've liked it more. I'm curious as to what you guys think. Would you have liked this more as a limited series or would you have hated it more? But I think I would have liked it more, which is conversely what I, you know what I mean? That's messed up. I, well, it couldn't have hurt. Sucked. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't this have been sucked worse. Yeah. Um, I don't say hate movies a lot on here unless they're talking <laughs> about like Theodore Rex, and I don't hate Theodore Rex. It's just not good. Right. I hated this every, movie. You want, I hated yeah. it. Yeah. I. This movie misses on every single level. Amy, like pretty much tough beat for Amy Adams the last six Dude, months or so. Yeah. Brian, you good? You good she's over there? In a bad place, man. She's in a bad place. This is she's uh she better she better have a couple of hits coming soon. I would say. Um, and I'm not a hater, by the way. I'm not saying like yeah, no, good, no. like I'm better. I'm just saying like she's the yeah. problem is she's just swinging for the fences, and yeah. it's like you're you're hit, trying to hit home runs and you're just hitting foul balls. Sure, it's like sure, just sure, get sure. a base hit, Amy. Come on. Yeah, 
<laughs> she has that enchanted uh sequel coming up and that that's probably that's i maybe that comes out next year i don't know but regardless that'll that'll buy her a little a little yeah. goodwill and, it, and like, i'm sure it'll be great but seriously i mean we're on a we're it's been three years since she's done something of of substance arrival is the last before. thing i can think of that i would sharp like objects her. was a pretty big deal yeah, that was um, fine and that was she was that fine was advice yeah, she was definitely not the worst part of that. So yeah, but I mean, she's fine advice. But yeah, so you yeah. have a little gap, and then the, you're you're when you're twenty 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 one is Hillbilly Elegy, and then Zack Snyder, Snyder cut cut, yeah. and then uh, and then this. And I'm also, not going to blame not her for Snyder cut. No, that's, that's not her 20... fault at all. Yeah, that's not her fault at all. But but her you can't expect la- that her... to be re-edited like a bad movie you did. Right, right. That's great. That's a great yeah. bit though. Like, hey, guess what? We're re-editing it. <laughs> Re-released, yeah. dude. They um. Yeah. The Corridor Digital team who does these YouTube videos about VFX, they talked to the VFX guy from Snyder Cut. He said it took them two months to just open the project from the original film before they could even start working on it. And then Zack Snyder put a seven-month uh, time time limit on them to get the whole movie done. After well, that. Define – I. Th- I- Please, because I'm stupid, and I'm assuming enough percentage of our listeners are stupid. What do you mean open the project? Like, just like, get like the, the files VFX open? files. Yeah. The the yeah. the actual data for those VFX, like you have the data, right? And then you 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 um, build all this data, all these data points, all this animation. Sure. And then you render it, right? And it takes – it goes through supercomputers to render it. You know, you hear about, oh, it right. takes take, – 20 years to render this movie or whatever on a normal computer. Sure, sure, sure. But, you know, Pixar and all these, they have these supercomputers where they can render stuff super fast. So once you render it, it becomes a movie, a visual image that you can see or whatever. Um, and then that becomes the movie and you archive that, right? Mm-hmm. But you still have all these data points. So just to pull up the data points, <laughs> it took them two months. <laughs> Man. And it's I, crazy that they made such a masterpiece out of that. What's funny is... Uh, um, you know, you think about somebody like Amy Adams, it's like, yeah, after, I don't know, working on experiences like that for so long, I think swinging for the fences probably really intrigues her. It's like these characters that are just like, I can really act. I could do acting. And, um, this one was just a, a total misstep for the director, Joe Wright. Um, I mean, I'll give Joe Wright credit. I like to tome it fine. Um, I like to tome it. Uh, that's. That's fine, but I mean, this guy's had, movie. that pan movie was uh, got panned big time. Oh, Yahtzee. Well, unless she's done the podcast here. I'm Richard Barden. You can find me online at Richard Barden on Twitter. <laughs> and, no, totally. And yeah, I, I, he he's not the person, I guess, you go to to kind of do actory no. type stuff I, anymore. <laughs> and so- she got, she super was going for it with this, but like his yeah. direction of her was so off the mark on what what she was trying to do with that character. Yeah, Darkest Hour was was a whole different vibe from him. That's right. a historical Weird. biopic. Drama yeah, no, for sure. Or, I don't. I you can't. And so is Anna Karenina, and so is Pride and Prejudice. So I mean, those are yeah. kind of like bottle situation. Remember the soloist things. though. It's Remember hard. The soloist is like, oh, yeah. hey man. I don't know who Joe Wright makes movies for, but I can tell you it's it's not me. I think he's I mean, the most boring director yeah, in but the industry. Haley Even Bennett, Darkest Hour. Like Haley Darkest Bennett, though, what up? Yeah. Respect. Darkest game Hour is a game. very good movie, and, and I love Oldman, and he totally deserves his Oscar, but... That movie, even that movie, even while being a good movie, is just is a snore fest to me. Like I, everything, I agree with so you. Bad. I really like Atonement, though. I think Atonement yeah. 
is a I, I I'm by the way I'm not disagreeing with your thesis thesis at all I think that's you're right because like everything after Hannah could have been better you know the soloist could have been better um, Pan obviously was Pan when <laughs> Darkest right. Hour was really a showcase for Oldman but as a film you know what but I mean I think Atonement rules and like he's never lived up to that since that that for me Anna Karenina, I thought this would be that, that's pretty good right. Uh, I mean, I it doesn't like live that. up to a tone. I just if you're in, if people would ask me, I want to see Anna Karenina. It's a great book. If you want to see a film, that's fine. But I would just watch Atonement. It's gotcha. kind of you yeah. know what I mean. Just watch Atonement. Atonement's great. What a cool, great movie. And he's never he's one of those directors that just got it done early, and he's never lived up to it. Um, he's doing that Cyrano de Bergerac movie, right, or something like that. Um, uh, next, Marty but women this. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's he's certainly. Oh gosh, how do I say this without being insulting? He's definitely a. You know what I mean? It's like he's a director. Um, who I certainly respect how capable he is. He's never yeah. lived up really since that. It's not like he's. It's not like he's um, Lettier. Definitely yeah. has the skill set. But like, right, he's a, at some he, point, he's a little I want to see it. To him. He's got a little prestige factor, but yeah, but I think I would only his trust prestige him with factor stuff is that... what he chooses to adapt. Right? It's like right. if you do a yeah. Churchill movie and you do Anna Karenina and you do Atonement and you do Pride and Prejudice, even the soloist. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about a homeless cello player or whatever, right? At a certain that that prestige is going to just come to you because of your subject matter, but you have to live up to that subject matter at a certain point. I don't know if he's necessarily done that yet, other than atonement. But and Accredita is not. And by the way, he's great at none of his movies. This might be his worst movie. Sure, I, I can't remember Pan, but he's very good at being mediocre or better thus far. Yeah, yeah. but uh, totally. The subject that, matter he chooses to do is yeah. like de- demands more. If you're going to really reach for sort of literate, intelligent stuff, like we're going to expect more yeah. from you as a director. I would say that, like, or am I a jerk? I don't know. No, I'm with you. I'm 100 with you because, like, kind of to your point, Ken. I think, or or maybe to play off of that, is like I I think he is a a prestige director because he's adapting great works of literature. Right. It's like right. If if right. I if if all of my movies were just adaptations yeah. of, of pieces of literature that you read in, you know, in your, whatever, your 10th grade English class, right. then I guess I would have that same reputation of like, wow, this guy's a really prestige director and it wouldn't really matter if the movie's good Great or point. boring Great or point. That doesn't necessarily make you a, a, a prestige director just because you do right. prestige material. That's sure. a great, Absolutely. great point. This is, this though is a great reveal though, because as I like hold that, <laughs> but like this is a great reveal on that because it's like this isn't. I mean, this is a very good, popular, mass yeah, book. Sure, but this isn't Cyrano de Bergerac, or this isn't Voltaire, or this isn't whatever Anna Karenina, and thus he's sort of like you telling yourself a little bit. Yeah, because, it's kind of, yeah, it's not that tough. You know, this is a book that's a very pulpy sort of airport thriller, right? And you're not nailing it, and so like, okay, right, maybe right. a lot of what, you know. <laughs> Is the Anna Karenina book good because Anna Karenina is great, you know, or right. or whatever? I mean, um, or movie good rather. So it, it is sort of hard to tell on that on that end with him because this is his first chance of doing something really mass forward, sure. and it doesn't fully land. And you're like, but then he's like, well, I'm doing Serenade of Burjack next. 
All yeah. right, cool. Good for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. You know, the direction of this film really stuck out to me as as it's kind of by the books. I mean, he just kind yes. of put puts put the camera. He doesn't blow it. He's level, very down the Put the camera at eye level. Eye level. You know, a couple dolly shots here and there. Really, really kind of simple setting. It's not too flashy with anything. I mean, stuffs his stuff uh, in terms of color coding and stuff looks good. Um, so I'm not going to pan him. For any of no. uh, that stuff. I see what you, uh, by the see way, I, I, see what you did, I see what you did good there job, and I respect job. it and, so um, hard. And so, you know, I still have, I guess I have hope for him, even despite this movie. I think he could still make a good movie. We'll give him the right situation, right screenplay, right actor, yeah. um, right right timing, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, he's one of those guys book. that he's one of those directors that has not impressed, I don't think, I've any of the three of us. However, if he made a really quality Oscar film in three years, would either of us, would any of us be surprised? Right. Cause he kind of knows yeah. how to do right. Right. If this guy right. did a cool That's adaptation what yeah. or whatever, we'd be like, I oh, am yeah. Joe Wright's fine. Sure. But uh, you know what? You this know, he's a hard, rem- he's a hard director to figure out. Yeah, totally. This movie kind of reminded me of like when Ridley Scott is clearly not invested you know, that's a great movies. dude. That's a great comp, it just man. feels like yeah. he just so turned the camera on and left the yes. room, you know? Yeah. That's, yes. That's great comparison. It feels sort of luxe. It feels sort of highbrow. Yeah. Even though this material certainly is, and it's not lowbrow, but it's very midbrow material, but it's mm-hmm. something about it feels highbrow. Something the way he films things does, but that doesn't necessarily. You're right. It's very Ridley Scott, like B team Ridley Scott. Yeah, Which isn't point. the worst. I mean, if someone called me that, I'd be completely <laughs> flattered. Right. Well, um, let's get into this. Uh, something Joe Wright is not known for is subtlety, guys, at all. <laughs> Absolutely. We're, we, we have 15 seconds into this film, and he literally is showing a screenshot of Rear Window mm-hmm. in the mo- in the movie. Uh, did you know he's like, familiar with the history of film? I don't know. Yeah, if you... I, but did he you is. know that this is kind of like Rear Window? The mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock movie, uh, Richard. Is that I'm not remake of Disturbia. I'm not no. familiar with Alfred Hitchcock. That's yeah, the first dis- time you I've might be more familiar with uh, Shia LaBeouf's Disturbia. Um, mm. so, yeah. I'm only familiar with the Rihanna song. Yeah, is that the same? <laughs> it should have been. How was that not not the uh, theme song right. to that movie? <laughs> right. that, that's yeah, the no, crime for sure. of the century. Maybe it was. I don't even know. Disturbia. Uh, great. That's a banger. Um, yeah, no, it's very, very like trying to raise this subject matter to a certain level of, right. of, of, of even more that Alfred Hitchcock could do. Absolutely. It's a very it's a, Gus Van Sant. Like, yeah, you think Hitchcock did this another, well. you wait guys till, are killing me on this episode. I'm wait, useless. Wait but, till you, uh, wait till I get my hands on this. Wait till it's put through the lens totally, of, a, of a modern, of a modern <laughs> storyteller, Absolutely. you know? And, 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 and the great irony is that it ends up on Netflix. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? That's what's hilarious. <laughs> well, the great irony is, is that they? That's clearly what they they told him when they're like, "I optioned this book, right?" It's like, "Hey, yeah, let's do Rear Window with this. It's a modern yes. Rear Window. Go and 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 the problem with that is is that they don't. It is that Rear Window is a perfect film. Yeah, guys, we don't need to do. There's only so much you can do. With guy looks out window, notices weird things outside his For house. Sure. Okay, guys. 
like, let's not act like this needs to be a genre of movies that like people creeping on neighbors, witnessing crazy stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is a one-off great experience that everybody loved and they tried to redo it for literally 13 year olds in the two thousands with Shia LaBeouf and, and Disturbia. And that Mm -hmm. was fine, but they took their own artistic license with that one and made it fun and, and made it Mm -hmm. into something new and had its own voice. This is not. And they try to do it with books, and they try to do it with the book, and and that's and the, great. the book sure probably. Your your to your point earlier, Richard, of of extending this out into a series, the book probably does that in more than a rear window could have done, and that's what made the book interesting. It's like this whole world yeah, that these characters, these neighbors, these all these people that you know and you start to gain opinions about. You don't get the chance to do that here, and the director does a piss poor job yeah. of of doing anything to give the audience any reason to give sure. a crap about anything other than is Amy Adams. Okay. And Isn't it's clear she's not. Though, it's sort of, <laughs> yeah, she, she, yeah. It's interesting though, because you know, there's two things that set this apart from whatever prestige drama, like the Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant one that was, you know, they come so fast now. I can't remember the names. The undoing. The undoing was that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have the undoing, right? I'm just using this as like general prestige six episode drama of the month. So, you know, what separates I'm interested in this just sort of not necessarily about this film, but sort of going forward as we go back to cinemas, as we go back to movie theaters is the, there's this dividing line of this is six episodes on a prestige. This is on HBO and it's, Blah blah blah, and it's Hugh Grant, it's Nicole Kidman, it's a murder mystery, and it's it's this, and then you have a similar story with with this film and, and similar type of cast and everything. But the the dividing line was, I I think, supposed to be, well, one of these, not only is it two hours versus seven hours or whatever, but you know, one of these you go to a building and you walk in and you sit down and you watch it, and when you remove that sort of dividing line. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really interesting dichotomy or interesting study in these two new worlds we live in with this long form television world, which is where all the prestige drama goes because right. you can really sort of you know exfoliate yeah. <laughs> characters and things like that. I mean, I mean, as I'm, explore, I use that yeah. word jokingly, yeah, you can really explore them, but like, and now you have this this two hour little thing seems ridiculous, but I wonder. I this the I mean, we've done a bunch of these. It's the first movie I've really wondered, like, man, what would this be like two years ago in a movie theater? Would I like it more? Would I like it less? Mm. Um, I think this is one. I'm serious. And you guys know I'm not. You guys are the movie theater people. And the, I, I know I'm talking for like six minutes now. But I know you two are the are the movie theater people here more than, more than I. I love at-home entertainment. It's great. Mm. But I, I think I would have liked this more. This is the first thing I was... I, Definitely would have liked this more in a theater. I don't know why. Something about the twist turns of it yeah. and being in there. I, I don't know. But Brian, you're the expert, so I want to hear you. I, I think it would have kept me on the string a little bit longer in the theater. Yeah, because this just seemed like a bad short version of an HBO show to me it, yeah, when exactly. I watched it streaming. I mean, it it reminded me, Kent. It I think I don't think Richard was on that episode when we when we talked about uh, the little things, the the Denzel movie yes. earlier this year. Mm-hmm. That movie yeah. really felt like. A uh, a crime thriller from the early to mid '90s, which we got thousands of during sure. that 
that era that had that same feel. what up ashley J- shout out ashley yes yeah, yeah. yes exactly yeah yeah the the uh the judd verse um but but there's a lot of movies like that in in the early 90s and then that's kind of and then into the mid 90s and that's kind of it's not that we don't ever get those kinds of movies but that one really tapped into that specific feeling i think this one also has some sort of uh, crime thriller from the '90s nostalgia is sort of built into it as well, or or a feeling, a vibe, if if you will, and but it's just it's just worse <laughs> is all. And so watching, I think to you, kind of to your point, Richard, watching it at home, or excuse me, watching it in the theater, I think I may have been more willing to get yeah semi lost in the movie. You're, that is very bad, to, and that is offering me very, very bad plot points over totally. and over. But you're ready again. to churn that plot, whereas yes. at home you're ready. You want yeah. To, now I think I think at the end of it, my grade yeah. would have been the same because the the twists and turns suck. It's just yeah, a really did. it's a really sucky thriller, mm-hmm. and and it is presented so poorly. Like the pacing on this is just absolutely atrocious. And atrocious. So I think at the end of the day, I would have still come out saying this is a very bad movie that no one should watch. Yeah, I'm but with I, you. But I would have I, probably I enjoyed that it. first 45 minutes more if I was sitting in a theater and like, okay, I kind of see where we're where we're totally. going here, um, rather than sitting on my couch at midnight, you know, and kind of conversely at though, like, why am I doing this with my life? Totally, dude. Conversely though, you might have bailed on it. Once those twists start to come and they suck, you bail on it in, the, in a in a TV show. You oh, sure. you don't because you're sure. an insane person. But right. a lot of a normal, people do. A normal person, sure. yeah, a normal person probably bails. Yeah. So that's that's the that's where this is like better as a right. movie because you go, all right, well now I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm I only have 40 minutes yeah. left. Let's knock it out. Sure, for sure. I just want to explore that because I think that's the most interesting thing in in entertainment right now is long form. We are we are at. Look, movie theaters are going to come back and all of that, mm. and especially with big, with popcorn stuff, it doesn't matter. But with actual content, I think it's so relevant to, to continually discuss what is two hours, what is eight hours, and wh- how do we make that differentiation, and what is better. And yeah. I think that's so. And this is a really interesting movie to talk about that in mm-hmm. because this is something that a lot of people would make into eight hours. And would that yeah. be better? Would that be worse? I just think that's the most. What is movie? What is TV now? Is crazy. I'm so interested in that. Sorry, I'll shut up now for the next thirty minutes. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at somebody like Tarantino, and he he's putting out What's Upon a Time in Hollywood here. Yeah. in a couple of weeks on paperback, and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I might make stop making movies, but like the way TV's going, <laughs> you know, that might be the place for long form storytelling uh, in yeah. the future. In ten years, that might be the Spielbergs of the world where are known on TV and not in movies and film is more of a niche, sure. like popcorn type entertainment. Tarantino uh, like especially. Prestige. Yeah. It would be very interesting because I mean, I think he loves film so much that he loves building characters so yeah, much. Imagine yeah, like once but, upon a time in Hollywood as a 10 hour thing would be so, yeah, but, yeah, I, but he loves the cinema. He so loves much. the cinema. Yeah. yeah he loves so the art of cinema. Much. Yeah. And so yeah. it may be hard for him to go that direction, but if he did, I mean, what's the, What's the number? Totally. You know, when he says, "Hey, I have a I have a ten episode series. It's about uh, three. Here's the here's a here's a two sentence primer for what this is. Who Absolutely. wants it? How much is how much does that bring? Like <laughs> half a billion dollars? <laughs> right, I mean, seriously, like right. it's, it's it has to. 
So, I mean, that, that, that is a... He wouldn't do it with anyone but HBO on TV. There's no Probably way. so. The bidding war on that could be absolutely insane. Cause I could see him going Crackle Plus. <laughs> yeah. sure. Quibi relaunch. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, I have a Roku, thing, by the thing, way. I'm starting to get the ads on the screensaver for all the Quibi content. I'm very I saw excited. the uh, Forte show is, uh, is on the Roku channel, the one that he did for Quibi. I'm going to have to dive into that one um, and see... Uh, I gotta. I I have to uh, complete my Forte completist. Uh, Absolutely. Thing. Gotta gotta dive into all things Forte. Let's um, go to prison, bro. On your point, Richard, mm-hmm. I'm the opposite of you guys. I would have felt so ripped off going to a theater and paying nine bucks and sitting mm-hmm. there and be like, "This no, movie I'm with sucks. you. I'm on I'm Netflix. With you. At least I'm like, this is a dumb Friday night yeah, one off like thing that's included that they just gave me, and I'm I'm, totally. I'm okay with it. No, I'm with you. But I'm yeah, not I know the lens of like the dark room and being able to actually maybe, uh, you know, give this movie more of a chance would have helped. It wouldn't have helped my grade, but I, I think I, to me, this gets more of a pass because it's a, a Netflix mm. uh, movie. Yeah, that's what I'm interested in. It's like, it's this weird sort of middle ground of it is Netflix, it is straight, it is a thriller, but it's also two hours as opposed to eight, <laughs> right? It's like this, it kind of walks in both worlds. It walks in the cinema world, it walks in the streaming you know, big star murder mystery world. I'm so, I, 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 this is stupid, but this movie's so bad. But I think it is a real litmus test as to like where things go going forward. I, I think this is like one of these stupid movies that's going to be really important in the next 10 years of entertainment. As dumb as it that could. is, certainly because could. it's like, where do people go with stuff and mm-hmm. how, how do people adapt things? Because these are the movies that matter right now. In ter- obviously, superheroes are on one end of the spectrum and you know uh uh no man lands on the other end of the spectrum but these are the movies that exist in the middle that will dictate the business and like do they get stretched eight hours they get condensed in the two and how do they how do they play via streaming versus theaters i'm like obsessed with this thing i know i'm annoying but like i think this is so interesting yeah and and it's more of a study, I think. Which, of, by the way, this movie sucks. It doesn't yeah. matter at all in terms of content. I I want to get that across. This movie's mm-hmm. terrible, and is not. But I think contextually is really intent, really interesting. Yeah, I see that. I see that point for sure. Um, all right, let's get let's get into a, a, a few of this, uh, a few of these points here that I've got uh, written. Down. Thank God, because this is a great plot, and it's um, so hard. How did you be? How do we not see it coming? Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not obvious at all, uh, any of these <laughs> details that they kind of lay out here. Uh, you know, it opens with uh, Amy Adams, the agoraphobic uh, character mm-hmm. that she it's plays. It's her character from The Office, by the way. That Jim Halpert dumping really ruined her. It did. It did the hot girl or whatever. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that uh, the cheerleader? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so um, we, this is something Brian and I talked about literally less than a week ago when we talked about what about Bob and mental illness and the depiction of mental illness and people Mm -hmm. and the freaking first scene of the movie is her like taking a ton of pills. It's like, Mm -hmm. dude, we don't, it doesn't like as somebody who, I, I don't know. I probably never said this on the pod as somebody who like has experience with agoraphobia and like mm-hmm. the whole notion of, you know, having panic attacks, being comfortable in your own, you know, house or things like, you know, sure. around family and like the, the fear of the unknown bringing about panic. Like that to me, that's agoraphobia. It's not this stupid 
caricaturized, I can't walk out of my house, I'm collapsing in the street version of it, it, it honestly does a disservice to, to, to anyone that, that actually suffers with this, you know, like, and I'm sure there are spectrums of it. And, and I know there are spectrums of it and maybe this is the most extreme spectrum of it, but like, it, it was so bad. The depiction of that, the whole um, way they end it with that and uh, you know, her living her new life or walking into the street finally and all this stuff is so dumb. And honestly, Aside from the movie, aside from the plot of like the finding out who the murder or who, who did what and all that, that turned me off so much that I, I like almost didn't even have a chance at any of the other crap that I still have <laughs> seven, seven pages of notes on all the other stupid decisions in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like the whole approach, the way Amy Adams played the character, the direction of it, the way it was written, all that was just so offensive to be quite honest with you. And I thought we were freaking past this stuff in 2021, like yeah. using like, that's the thing with these movies rear wind, all, all of these characters in these movies, they have to have an excuse to be at home or to stay at home. Right. Rear mm -hmm. window. He breaks his leg. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's in a cast because he's a photographer and he was, he was shooting a race, right. Uh, a, a car race and the car skid off the road and he broke his leg. So he's, so he's in a wheelchair. In Disturbia, the kid's on house arrest. He has an ankle right. monitor. He can't leave his house, right? This, it's like, oh, let's give her a mental illness. And I understand it's a book and it was all that. But like, that's not an excuse to tell We're a We're all in the movie here. A freaking the murder book. story. You know, like, right. I'm sorry. Like, and I guess that that was what kind of my biggest issue with kind of starting out the movie is the setup of the character is so offensively dumb, honestly. The psychiatrist, the controlling herself all that kind of stuff is just honestly the word i the only word i could think of is caricature of of that that kind of stuff and maybe this is done for entertainment all that but like dude do it a different way sure figure something else out no, yeah I'm again that's that's another spot where it just feels very um Tone deaf. stuck stuck in the 90s and whatnot that's just yes. a, it's a it's a style of of uh uh, representation that's that's very dated very dated yeah i almost said old school and i was like no that old school implies um like positive <laughs> vibes that's, that's not <laughs> yeah. that's not the case yeah it's, uh, it's, it's very jedidian right as an yeah. ashley sure yeah <laughs> yeah no it has that you're great you nailed that brian i'm so 90s on, the, on that front um the whole setup here this is and the nostalgist in me kind of likes that part of it where it's like, Oh, this is a movie that would have been mm -hmm. a cool winter movie in 1997. Sure. Um, but it's also, we're not in 1997. We're in 2021. I think yeah. class I checked and it just doesn't land emotionally or, um, mm -hmm. narratively to yeah, me. Updated I mean, a little bit, updated a little bit. Like you sure. can do the, the nineties. The vibe. movie's not, I mean, the book's not that old. Yeah. Like yeah. you've got the content. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Star-studded cast in this one, for sure, though. Um, Gary Oldman, you got Julianne Moore, Amy Adams, Wyatt Russell. Uh, I guess with the uh, in the context of, of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Wyatt Russell is becoming a really hateable dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian's, if you're watching on video right now, Brian's uh, little tag there is... Uh, in case you Russell. couldn't tell, it wasn't. he's not Wyatt Russell. Yeah. yeah. I know. Well, I we were wondering. We similar. thought there was I a lot of tell. fan theories yeah, with our podcast. Thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I got a lot of uh I got a lot of Kurt Russell. 
vibes going on, you know? So mm-hmm. I understand. I understand people get confused. Yep. Totally. Yeah, but um, he plays a very hateable dude in this in this movie, and uh, right away, by the way, they don't build the John Walker well. character was yeah. was 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 awful mm-hmm. kind of in the uh, Captain mm-hmm. America. So, and always somebody I really liked. Um, and but now I still he's, like him. He's, he's, yeah, he's doing he's, his job. He's kind of taking these uh, sure. little sinister sinister roles. I'm, I'm kind of digging yeah. it. He, there's a good chance he forgot he did this movie. To be honest with you, right? Like this, it's fair. It's this, a real Michael Caine situation. Yeah. Is that what he you're saying? Filmed yeah. this three years ago. No way, ago Gary Oldman and, knows about yeah. this. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, Gary Oldman for Darkest sure Hour. is like, I have a movie out. Oh, okay. Cool. Every time he sees That's Joe right. Wright, he's just like, Gosh, yeah. Darkest Hour was yeah. so fun. He's like, Yeah, well, what about uh, <laughs> Woman in the Window? He's like, Excuse me, is that your new project? <laughs> he thought, Yeah, no, he, thought we, he was we just shot doing it. Send me the script. I'd love to look it over. Yeah, yeah. Send me the script. You already did this, dude. Oh really? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we got it. We get a little homage to uh, to Rear Window in here, other than the most obvious homage ever of showing <laughs> the, the freaking movie in the opening. Yeah, of the- that was weird. That's interesting. Uh, where they're talking he's a about- cinephile, though. I don't know if you know that. He's a- mm. Joe writes a cinephile, just so he knows. Yeah. The psychiatrist is talking about the uh, dead dog and and all that. How do you know it's dead and all that? That's that's something that's going to disturb you as well. That seems mm. to be like for gonna. For gonna homage your window, it's gonna be about like, somebody murdering a dog and burying it in their front yard. Like that's gonna mm-hmm. be the the uh, the joke or whatever that that we we try to yeah. try to reference. And so that was really the only obvious one that I came up with, other than the most obvious one. Maybe Joe Wright was just like, "Let's get it out of the way. Everyone's gonna compare this to Rear Window. Just put her watching it, make her movie buff, and that'll be that'll be it." Um, but yeah. There seems to be a lot more details about about her character in the book that made made uh, her character very interesting, but um, they left a lot of those out um, and kind of dumbed her down, so to speak, uh, in a uh, in a not very effective way. Um, the when the trick or treaters come into her house and she starts freaking out, so dumb. Yeah, so much <laughs> like, cringe, man, on that. Oh, so uh, much cringe. Oh, Shoot, man. man! I was dying on that. That that was almost a turnout for me. I yes, was like, no, I same here, just... Brian. You and I had the same impulse <laughs> on that. I was so close yeah. to being out. Yeah, that was bad. Um, and then they start getting into: Is she crazy or is she not crazy? Is this an insane situation going on? Right? Mm-hmm. And you know that that can only get you so far. And and I felt like I don't know the whole twist at the end with the kid and, and uh, it wasn't that uh, crazy, I guess. I, I mean, nothing in this yeah. movie surprised me. There was, there was no twist that would have been like, <gasps> for me, yeah. you know, it was just all kind of like, okay. Oh, it's him. Same. Oh yeah. It was the kid yeah. or, Oh, it wasn't Wyatt Russell or, or, or you know, or she surprised right. or all, all this stuff. Nothing surprised me because the tension is just so, or the lack of tension yeah, uh, is just so apparent in this movie, um, and it's just it's just re- it's really gonna be fascinating to compare like a movie like this with Rear Window like directly, and and I tried to you know I watched a little bit of Rear Window after this um, just to get a little sense of of the stark di- difference. Not to make this Rear Window podcast, I would love to do that, but like just the ability for Hitchcock to 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 tell. In one minute of the first first minute of the movie, panning around the set is showing the neighborhood and telling the personality of every single person in the neighborhood, the personality of James Stewart's character, 
mm-hmm. the, the personality of of the situation he's in without even a line being spoken in the movie you know all sure. that information mm-hmm. it's a yeah, freaking right. like clinic and like what you do versus what you don't do like comparing these two films and how yeah. you tell the exact same story really to be quite honest mm-hmm. with you um in in some capacity you know this one's more about mental health and and less yeah, than like an lot, actual physical a lot of murder. that felt really um you know, in retrospect, it, to me, the mental health stuff—it's right. like it, it's an excuse yeah. to keep her in the house. Yeah. In it's right. an excuse yeah. to keep her in the house, and that's what's so dumb about it. But I mean, this one, like, like I said, it goes more into like, is she crazy? Is she not crazy? Making her think she's crazy, yeah. um, all that kind of stuff. Or rear window, it's like it's more just like a, a murder. Uh, you know, yeah. witnessing a murder, and that's kind—it's of, very black and white in terms of the right plot. There's, it's, it's really yeah. just so simple. But um, even taking it away from rear window. Cause it's, it's not fair to compare. I'm with you. I watched, I watched rear window for the first time in, in ages right after I watched this. Um, and so, I mean, obviously the, the, the similar movie, man, obvious. rear window yeah, though, it, 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 good movie on popular. Yeah, opinion. Turns out, turns out, um, it's not fair to compare <laughs> this movie to that movie. Of course but we've not. seen You're tons totally right. of movies do the, are they crazy thing mm-hmm. that are not great movies that aren't rear window, you know, that are, that are just, decent B B plus kind of movies that do this much better. And and to me, you mentioned it can't like the lack of tension, there's no tension on that front whatsoever. And that's pretty important to whether or not this movie turns out well or not. Is you know, are you the viewer going through the the feeling of is this person crazy or not as sure. it's happening the way that the character is you're supposed and to feel that this and you sir oh no for sure I mean you the the yeah. <laughs> I, you know like I said I'm watching this at at midnight uh, by myself you know sitting on the couch and I kind of had tuned out on some some level because it's just it was so non engaging mm-hmm. and and then you get the drop of like and you're your family is dead. I'm and sorry to tell you. And you're by like, the way, of course dead. they're dead. Yes, of course we, 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 uh, we got know. it. We got, yeah. We're in your level. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's so poorly done. Like, of yep. course they end up being dead. And I'm not a person who I don't do that. Like I don't, I don't figure out the plot of movies, you know, ahead of time. That's, I'm not that bright. And so it was, it was just bright, so, but yeah. so poorly done on, on that front. Choose and that not is to on a weird moral central, stand yeah, that is, that is key to this movie being good. Sure. Is, does that, do you have that tension? There's no tension. And I, I would, I, we should have had one day, Mrs. Barton will make a, a cameo on this film as well. Mrs. Garrison and, mm. and Mrs. And Mrs. Gill, but probably never, but I would love to see if the book pulled that off. I'm curious to that as to did they really follow that because the movie really didn't. The movie was left so much open. Yeah. One of the things kind of to play off of that, that that kind of goes to what you said earlier, Richard, about maybe this is better if it's a series is a book can do that because you've got 400 pages and you can Mm -hmm. kind of let the the, the reader Sure. lose themselves in the kind of minute details that mm-hmm. come through over the course of 400 pages. And when you're trying to to jam this into an hour 40, I mean, this show, anyone who listens knows we're pretty much always going to say, let's, let's make this efficient. Let's get out of here. Like, let's not oh, have always, the, these yeah. movies always be super, The irony super of me bringing that up. Yeah. 
Yeah, but if this this is Everything a should this be thirty is a four minutes, I want an episode six of part, right? Home if improvement, this is six part series. You you have more opportunity to kind of drag that out a little yeah. bit. But but the regardless, you got to operate earnestly. in the yeah. You got to operate in the medium that you're working with. You're working totally. with a two hour window. You have to make that tension work because again, that is that is central to is this movie a good movie or a bad movie? Is if if totally the, the viewer believes that is going through that is not sure if she's crazy or not. And you, I mean, you, it's, it's so painfully obvious from the, that's such a great, I mean, that's such a great classic conceit as if Mm -hmm. the, you know, you have this unreliable protagonist, right? Right. Even unreliable. She's like self-aware, unreliable. That's such a great, um, move. And then to not deliver on upon that is, is, is disappointing. Agree. You know, what are you going to do? And then she's yeah. not good too. I mean, I love Amy Adams, but this is two straight movies where she's she's painfully acting. bad. It is bad acting. And a capital capital A, capital C, <laughs> capital T I N G. It seems like almost it's almost like robotic. Like almost like there's yeah. no soul to any like thing that she's doing. It's just it's like very cringe. Man. Yeah, you cringe. know what's she's funny, man, on that is that Brian is very pro anti Amy Adams. I wouldn't say I'm anti, but I've always been cool on her, and even I feel bad now. <laughs> That's you know what I mean. Like it's not yeah. that you feel bad. Yeah, I don't enjoy this because I'm like, no, she's better than this. Like right. I'm not even a right. super fan, and I'm going, no, 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 no. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, it's like awful. <laughs> it's like when I mean, an athlete of yours has like yeah. a, a a season. That even you don't see coming, but <laughs> right. But she'll be back. I mean, she's too good to not. I mean, she really is. As someone who's mm-hmm. not a super fan, uh, I think she's too sure. good. She's better than she's certainly better than the last, you know, nine months of her career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe she's got another Muppets reboot in her or something. <laughs> she's great in that. She's great in that she movie. Is, yeah. All right. Well, it's time for grades, guys. I'm. I I can't do. I can't do do this. Um, <laughs> I can't do anymore. Brian Ty, Tyler. Uh, Henry or whatever. Um, yeah, Tyree. He's Henry. he's great. Um, need to see him and everything. Uh, yeah, like that was that another guy. takeaway from this. But uh. I mean, yeah, there's a ton of very good actors in this. It's it's not just Amy Adams, but the the cast. All I mean, Julia Moore. You think she remembers doing this? I mean, that was a no. That was, that was one day on set. Um, one day. Yeah, yeah. if that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe you she got, was. They're kind of looking at her. She's getting the catering at lunch. And they're like, "Hey, you're done. Do you need to eat all that?" Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, we were trying to save a little money here. Right? <laughs> yeah. Can we get you in a car on the way home? Like, you're good. Yeah, no, I was a real flyby. Yeah, it's, it's, what was I mean, Gary Oldman doing a favor for Joe Wright? Dude, you just want best oh, actor. You, like, he doesn't have to do crap like this. Uh, you know? Yeah, but but he'll throw but out a bad movie on you, dude. Yeah, I mean, you go and you look through his his resume, and there's yeah, he a, does. There's yeah. a ton of like, yeah. I'll, I mean, he's got some Michael Caine to him. Of I'll show yeah. up if you give me the if you write the check. Yeah, man, know? he's a pro, and yeah. that's not even a negative. Pros show up. And he, he, this guy got him his first Oscar, and he's like, "All sure. right, man." Yeah, especially post Oscar. I mean, he's oh, he is Oscar, somebody yeah. who knows it doesn't matter. It, I can do ten bad movies, and I can still get whatever whatever movie I want, essentially, because I'm Gary Oldman, so it's fine. I can I can cash this check. Of course, Anthony Mackie's in it too, uh, as every movie has to have Anthony Mackie this year. And so, I mean, it's a good cast, just oof, really poorly done, and and. I would imagine the script's pretty pretty rough too. I'm excited for the grades. <laughs> All right, F minus minus minus. Nice. Really that far? Oh yeah. Oh wow. This okay. is like you're far beyond. I me. said it missed every note. It's Danny Elfman did the score. Terrible score. <laughs> Awful 
so dumb. So you the were scene, done right the then. Once that you like, saw that, you were no, like, no, oh. I didn't even know who did the score till afterwards. I was like, and I had it in my notes. I was like, this music sucks. <laughs> the 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 scene where she has to find her phone and they act like it's like going to be Man, the end of the freaking world. Bro. The music's like, dun, 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 that dun, was dun, rough. It's like, dude, no one's getting killed here. She just can't find her iPhone right. for like eight right. seconds. But we've okay. all been there. Yeah, yeah. it that does is how feel I feel like if I can't find my phone. Uh, but are we going to not play Yahtzee for the next oh six my seconds? God, dude, this every everything about this was was awful. Rough. Yeah. yeah, TikTok's not going to serve I'm, itself, man. Gotta, so Ken's F minus minus. I'm going to go. I'm just going to go straight down the middle. D, not D plus, not D minus. Maybe my first ever just straight up D ever. I can't remember. Mm. So pass. I'm go str- no, C is a pass. It's <laughs> a fail. B- fail F. It's a it's a light fail. So, so Brian, what about you? Great. Uh, I was like lingering in the somewhere between a D and potentially an F until the last couple of scenes. The the yep. sequence with that. her and the kid on the rooftop was like I I I wanted. I actually wish that I was being murdered right now. That would yeah. be so much better than watching the the special effects were awful too when she's like pushing him through the 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 glass and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, F. I'm gonna go with you, Kent. It's this is an F minus 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 for me. First, this will be at our bottom of the year. Genuinely bad movie. Has to be. If this isn't on the bottom of the year, I'll be shocked. Yeah, on the the top bottom. This is for sure. This is for sure a a worst ten of the year for me. I would, I would be shocked if if we if I saw ten movies worse than this this year. Well, there you go, ma'am, fam, woman in the window. Talk. Hopefully, you didn't pay too much. Or subscribe to Netflix solely because of this one. But um, <laughs> you if you did, Netflix? please reach you did, out. We will, I want to hear yeah, from yeah, you. You deserve a <laughs> refund. Maybe they'll they'll, they'll uh, oblige your request. Yeah. Um. We do have weekly recommends in our news episode, though, at the end. So if you want to recommend this week, you can get them at the end of that. So, uh, um, enjoy that as always, and uh, become a VIP and get more from us, more bonus episodes. And uh, all our throwbacks, we got throwbacks going back years on there. Tons of retrospectives. We got our Seinfeld retrospective, our Office retrospective going on right now, and uh, Harry Potter on there as well, exclusively for the VIPs. So check that out, madaboutmoviespodcast.com/slash/vip. Get on that Discord, and uh, yeah, well, hopefully we'll uh, see you then and soon. So. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.